Hello, and welcome to the Treasures of Truth podcast with Dr. Jeremy Simpson of the Thanks to Calvary Baptist Church in Elkin, North Carolina. We hope that you enjoy the podcast today as we search together in the precious Word of God. Welcome to Treasures of Truth podcast. Brother Jeremy here. I want to go to the book of Philippians chapter number two today. Philippians chapter number two. Well, this is a great book in the Bible. And uh, listen to the words of Paul as he's writing to the church of Philippi in chapter two, verse one. He said, if there be any consolation in Christ, if any comfort of love, if any fellowship of the spirit, if any bowels and mercies, fulfill ye my joy that ye be like-minded, having the same love, being of one accord of one mind. Let nothing be done through strife or vainglory, but in lowliness of mind, let each esteem other better than themselves. Look not every man on his own things, but every man also on the things of others. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ. I was uh, thinking about what I could do the podcast on, and you know one of the most important aspects of church life is unity. And that's what I want to talk about today and uh, probably on the next podcast and maybe three. We'll just see how many it takes. It's something that uh, unity is something that I seek to preserve and protect probably more than just about anything else in thanks to Calvary Baptist Church except our doctrine, the unity of the church. Our world is so divided. Our world is so conflicted and contentious. Uh, we've got a society that is split right down the middle. Our whole nation. We've got families that are torn apart. Churches that are torn apart. And I'm telling you, the devil's loving every minute of it. He loves the fact that America is split right down the middle. He loves the fact that our homes are ending in disarray and divorce. And he loves that our churches are in a place of disunity. He'd love nothing more than to divide my church, thanks to Calvary Baptist Church, or your church if you're listening from another church, and we've got folks that listen all over. He would love nothing more than to cause division in the church. I think... Uh, thanks to Calvary, and I love my church uh, where where I pastor. I, I think one of the greatest marks of, of thanks to Calvary is the unity that we have, the Spirit of God that we feel when we come together. Because church should be a haven. The church should be a shelter. I mean, the church should be a refuge. I preach this all the time, that there's two places on earth that doesn't need to be divided. It's your home and your church. You can't do anything about the world. The world, the world's just under demonic influence. and We understand that the world is the world. But the church, we have some control over. The home, we have a lot of control over. Uh, you know, it doesn't, take a, uh, it doesn't take a lot of people to have unity in the home. It takes a few more people to have unity in the church. It takes a multitude to have unity in the country. But the church should be a haven. And the Bible calls it fellowship. The Bible calls it fellowship. Unity and fellowship are kind of synonymous. It comes from a, the word fellowship comes from a Greek word that means to be of one mind and of one spirit. 
Now, I love sports. I love sports. There's a great coach back back in the day that uh, I didn't get to, to pay much attention to because I, I was born later in life but uh, or later after, after he coached. But there was a great coach I've studied because he had a lot of great um, – he had a lot of great principles that he lived by, and that's Coach John Wooden of the UCLA basketball team back years ago. And he was a legend. He is a legend. Uh, he won 10 national championships. And somebody asked Coach John Wooden one time, said, Coach, what does it take to have a winning team? And I want a winning team, my family. I want my family to win. I want my church to win. What does it take to have a winning team? And you could expect, you know, someone that had had great success to come up with some type of ex- explanation, you know, some great uh, explanation or some convoluted answer, you know. But his answer was so simple. It's so simple it almost sounds naive. And, and if you think about it, what I'm getting ready to tell you, you can understand why he was such a great coach. And he said there's three things, three things that are essential to having a great team. Three things. And, boy, you can put this in practice in your family, and you can put this in practice in your church. He said the first thing it takes to have a great team is you got to get the team in condition. You've got to get the team in condition. And then he said, number two, you've got to get the team to play together. And he said, number three, you have to teach the fundamentals of the game. You've got to get the team in condition. You've got to get the, to get the team to play together, and you've got to get the team to learn the fundamentals of the game. Now, that's pretty simple, isn't it? But you know the Apostle Paul a lot of times talks about the Christian life as a, as a sports uh, event, an athletic endeavor, and that's exactly what it takes in the home, in the church. It takes what Coach Wooden said to make a great church, get the people in condition, Teach them to play together and teach them the fundamentals of the game. Or if you want to put it in spiritual language, language here it is, get them in condition, that would be sanctification. Teach them to play together, that would be unity. And then teach them the fundamentals of the game, that would be discipleship. That is sanctification, unity, and discipleship. That will make a great church. Sanctification. And those same three things. And we're just putting them into spiritual language. Now, the one I'm thinking about on this podcast is the second one, fellowship, unity, playing together. There's got to be some cohesion. You could, you could alliterate it, condition, cohesion, convictions. Those three things, condition, cohesion, and convictions. We're talking about the cohesion, the cohesion, the unity, the fellowship, the the like-mindedness, teaching them to play together, the spiritual term unity. Now, it looks like to me reading this book that the Apostle Paul had detected a slight flaw in this great church of Philippi. And Philippi is one of the greatest churches in the Bible. It's one of the greatest churches that's mentioned in the Bible. But there had perhaps been a little beginning of disunity because if you look in chapter 4 verse number 2 he said I beseech you odious and I beseech Sintiki that they be of the same mind in the Lord now I can I can read behind the lines there I can read behind the words you odious and Sintiki 
had had a little problem. <laughs> they'd had a little, they'd had a little disunity. And the Apostle Paul is very gracious in how he says it. But basically, he's saying, "Girls, uh, y'all need to get this thing right. You need to be on the same page." And uh, I heard a preacher, the other, a preacher told me the other day. He said, "I'm trying to get all my people on the same page." I said, "Brother, if you can get them in the same book, you're doing something." <laughs> Uh, because that is so true. We need to be on the same page. And sometimes, you know, we get we get all been out of shape. L- let's just be honest. Our families, sometimes there's disunity. In our churches, there's sometimes disunity. So evidently, there's a couple ladies who were miffed at each other. And Paul said, now listen, ladies, y'all got to be of the same mind. You've got to be of the same mind. Now, why don't you look in the text, and, and I probably won't get done with this first one today if not we'll get started right back on it uh, on the next podcast but i want you to look first of all at the motivation for unity or the motive for unity why would we want to be unified why would we want to be unified why should should my church at thanks to calvary or or your church where you go to where you go why should we strive with all of our hearts to preserve the unity and there's four reasons right out of the scripture, right out of the passage, that will give you a motivation for unity. Look at verse number one of Philippians 2. If there be therefore any consolation in Christ, if any comfort of love, if any fellowship of the Spirit, if any bowels of mercies, fulfill ye my joy that ye be like-minded, having the same love, being of one cord of one mind. What is the motive? Paul gives it. Number one, he says, we have a common Lord. He said, if there be any consolation in Christ, that literally means, uh, consolation literally means encouragement. He said, if, if there's any encouragement coming from our Lord, if there's any encouragement coming from God, and now he's not saying like there may or there may not be. It's almost like saying, since there's some encouragement coming from God, since the Lord Jesus encourages us, then we ought to be of the same mind. It's Jesus, not Paul, that encourages the church. It's Jesus, not your pastor, that encourages the church to be of the same mind. And I really believe this. When you are disloyal to your fellow Christians, you're being disloyal to Christ. When you're divided from your fellow Christians, you're being divided in Christ. I believe if we don't love each other properly, I believe it's because we're not loving Jesus properly. And one of the highest motivations for unity uh, in the church is not so our reputation can be good. It's not so we can have a larger congregation. It's not because, you know, it's what our denomination teaches. It's because of Jesus. We have a common Lord. And then the second thing you find here in this passage is we have a common love. Look at verse, uh, this verse again. He said, if there be any consolation in Christ. And then he says, any comfort if any comfort of love, that is, if our love is real, and the word comfort means strength, if there's any strength, if there's any comfort of love, if there's any strength for love, it's talking about the tender love we have or are to have for one another. That's a motivation. We have a common Lord, but we have a common love. What is that love? If God loved us, we ought to love one another. That's what First John 4 teaches. John chapter 15, he said, this is my commandment, that ye love one another as I have loved you. So why should we stay together? Why should we strive for unity? 
because we have a common Lord and we have a common love. But then the third thing he says here in verse number one, he talks about the fellowship of the Spirit. We have a common life. We have a common life. That is this. It means that the, the Holy Spirit that lives in me is the same Holy Spirit that lives in you. We have a common life. What a motive for unity. That's the fellowship of the Spirit. The Holy Spirit that dwells in me dwells in you. The Holy Spirit of God keeps us from being just an organization and causes us to be an organism. The Holy Spirit's the life of the church. He puts the life of Christ in us. The same Spirit that's in me is in you because we're in the same body and we share the same Spirit, the Holy Spirit. And so therefore, if I hurt you, in reality, I'm hurting myself. But if I encourage you, then in reality, I am encouraging myself. We have a common life. I read a story uh, recently about two ships. They were in a naval battle, and they were just absolutely shelling one another in fog. The fog had come down on the ships, and they were just battering one another. And guess what happened? Eventually, the fog lifted, and they found out they were on the same side. I think that happens too often where churches and church people and preachers who have a common life have turned and devoured one another. I got news for you. One of these days, the fog's going to lift, and we're going to realize that some people we were fighting had the same life we had. We're on the same team as we were on. We're on the same side as we were on. We have a common Lord. We have a common love. We have a common life. But what's another motive for unity? We have a common load, a common load, a common burden. He talked about bowels and mercies. What's that mean? It literally means tender mercies. And I love the King James. I'm King James only. That bowels and mercies. You ever had a hurt so bad that you you just had a you had it way down deep in the pit of your stomach? Whenever we go through a trial, uh, I'm a comfort eater. Miss Rebecca doesn't eat at all. She just stops eating. She gets that pit in her stomach where she just don't eat. I'll be in the cabinet, man, with looking for anything and everything. And that's what Paul's talking about. He's saying, if you really love Jesus, you're going to love so deep down that you're going to have this mercy, this tender mercy, for people that are hurting. And every one of us today, speaking on this end and listening on that end, have a heartache. I've often thought, if I only knew what is setting in my congregation right now, family hurts, financial hurts, physical hurts, mental hurts. If I only knew what walked into my church services. I heard years ago, and I've tried to put it in, in practice, if you preach to hurting people, You'll never lack for an audience because everybody has a heartache. Everybody is carrying a load, and that's a motive for unity because people need our love. We share the same life. We know the same Lord, and we're carrying similar loads. That's the motivation for unity. Now, I don't want you to miss the next podcast because we're going to go further into this study on the importance of unity. But I want you to go out today and I want you to be salt and light. 
Jesus said we're the salt of the earth, the light of the world. This world is dirty and dark, needs some purifying and some illumination. If you're listening in this in the evening, won't you plan on purpose? Tomorrow I'm going out. I'm going to be a testimony. I'm going to be filled with the Spirit. I'm going to be a witness. I'm going to make a difference in the world around me. And until the next Treasures of Truth podcast, God bless you.